Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. And we have sort of an eclectic mix of things to talk about today on the show, which should be kind of fun. Um, John um, we should be back. We hope he'll be back. He was on and then all of a sudden his computer froze. So he may be Or he was us. unplugged from the Matrix. We're That's not right. sure. Yeah. Well, all we know for sure is that he appeared frozen. We don't know if his, you know program locked up and somebody had to go up and reboot him but uh we'll find out yeah 2020 has been a weird year could be anything could be he could have caught the computer equivalent of the coronavirus and he locked up he could be on fire just like california <laughs> i mean at this point we don't know it's we 2020 it's, a, it's you know a, a sci-fi roll of the dice the caldera That's could blow i don't know he could have he could have ascended to a higher state of being. That's true. Maybe he'll just join us as a, you know, glowing uh, energy ball, a being of pure energy and uh, snark. <laughs> well, speaking of beings of pure energy, um, there is it a better be a good segue. It is. There is a gentleman who. Uh, let me get his name here. His name is Andrew Roach. He's a programmer. And he's been using this artificial intelligence um, tool to, as he calls it, de-oldify um, black and white movies from like the 50s and earlier um, to recolor or to color them. Um, and so the AI basically takes and goes through the film frame by frame and colors it. Um, it's been programmed to do that. And um, I guess uh, if Linda can pull up that picture of the flying saucer, um, I'll show you what that looks like. Um, but it did, a, did an amazingly good job of colorizing it. Now, there were, uh, there were scenes. So this one is the, like the, the opening shot of the, the series. So this saucer lands. Um, this um, particular film is called Teenagers from Outer Space, and that particular this just sounds like a terrible, terrible porn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. Well, or like, why would we want to import more teenagers? Right. Well, if it was porn, it probably would have improved the movie. Um, but uh, anyway, that saucer there is full of uh, five guys that come from another planet, and they're scouting out planets that they can use as grazing ground for their herd of gargons. Um, gargons are, are lobsters that are about, you know, lobster sized when they first get there. But when you release them on a planet, they draw nutrients from the air, the soil, and whatever else they can eat, and they can grow bigger than large houses. So basically, good. Uh, there's, there's a picture of one of them. 
There's a picture of Lucas saw that guy tank and red lobster. Yeah, there's a picture. They clearly just took a, a actual lobster. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, there's there's one of them that was uh, left for 24 hours to grow from the size of the lobster that you would find at Red Lobster to this giant towering uh, monster. And um, so their plan is to to do this. Um, oh, there's John. He's back. Hey, John. Hello. Welcome back. Oh, um, oh so there he didn't ascend. No, he didn't ascend. We thought we maybe you sure ascended. We were unplugged from the matrix or not. But the last thing I heard was the uh, uh, I'm Bill. Was ah, and yes. then, then I'm you're all staring at me, right? You're all just literally just staring at me. It's like, are you frozen? Yeah, <laughs> you like, looked frozen to us, and we were going to send somebody over to reboot you. But we see your back. So, this is the uh, this is the menacing lobster from um teens from outer space movie um they the basically as we were saying john the the plan of these aliens was to use <coughs> the earth as grazing grounds for their herds of oh. menacing lobsters which they call gargons yeah gargons yeah and um so uh essentially uh pull up the skeleton linda so uh, they've got a, a ray gun that is a molecular disintegrator, which can totally eradicate um, all forms of matter except for apparently calcium. <laughs> so anything that they kill, everything's gone except for the bones. So a Mars everything is gone kind of... except for their prop skeleton. <laughs> yeah, uh, a Mars, Mars attacks kind a of uh, kind of weapon. Yeah, pretty much. And pretty Mars much. attacks. There's a movie we should watch. Yes, Actually, I was thinking one. with this, a great sci-fi movie, if you want good color and hilarity, is Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, there you go. And I don't know if you all remember this, 1988, it's got Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, and Damon Waynes. Wow, that'd be worth watching again. Yeah, no, from what I remember, it's wonderfully cheesy. And Damon Waynes, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Jim Carrey play Aliens. Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Really interesting looking aliens. Yeah. Uh, Linda, pull up the last, the last picture. So, uh, yeah. So this kind of gives you an example of various um, elements in the scene that were colorized. Have people's wastes descended since the fifties? Because it looks like, like they're carrying their their belts up fairly high. Well, I think in the it was it was common at that point to um, cinch your belt up just below your chest. I mean, that's the style. You think about a lot of the Martin Sheen. Yeah, but Martin Sheen is a is is a did it for comedic effect. This is like I think they're serious, right? <laughs> no, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas is who I'm thinking about. No, that was the fashion. It was totally the fashion. But I think as, as you can see, when you look at this, considering that an AI completely did the recolorization of each of these frames, it I did guess start made pretty a good car is purple. What's that? The car is purple to you? Well, that purple-ish to me. It's oh. a reflection that's kind of purple off the top. Yeah, yeah that's, I see that. I see what Janet's talking about. But purple, Charles, I, I don't see it. Well, through the, it, yeah, you look, all the main cars have a purplish. Uh, yeah, the theme. way that they're causing the light to be reflected. So that's so, interesting. Yeah. At least on my TV. I mean, it might. 
Now, I will say that um, certain in certain scenes when the characters are talking or moving around and they're outside, um, their skin tones will change um, pretty regularly uh, within you know a few seconds of each of each uh, previous frame. Um, so you can you can certainly tell that it's not a always a smooth transition as the computer. Even right doing. there, if you, I, I noticed it had a little problem with the uh, you know the five o'clock shadow on the guys. Yeah, sometimes it'd be there, and sometimes it wouldn't. Right. Well, I mean, and, you, well, why don't you guys like translate the color brown into ones and zeros and tell me how you guys do? <laughs> right. That would be tough for me. That'd be tough for me too. It's like I. I don't know how actually a, an AI could do this at all. I know. It's pretty really? amazing when you think about it. They just fed it thousands of frames that were black and white and then colorized. And it, it slowly learned how to do it from that. So, which is, you know, still uh, amazing when you think about it. Indeed. So, but it's yeah. Color, well, colorization over... Uh... Over black and white, I don't know if it was all that. The black and white helps. So if you do it by hand, my, my grandmother used to have, my grandmother uh, had a lot of black and white photos that she had colorized by hand. Mm. And, and that, I, I believe like that, um, the skin tone they have there, you really just have to paint it over and the black and white kind of shades it in still. I mean, it's a mm. translucent skin tone that you would paint on it in real life oh, for I that technicolor look. And so it just takes advantage of the built-in shading in the frame. That that'd be what I. Well, yeah. So so unlike John, I I, I was I was lesser impressed because okay. there's an original black and white shot. But um, because there and there are technicolor. I think that's what it used to be called. But you know, the originally they were hand painting the the films in. I, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yep, like oh, like frame by frame, which is crazy. Right. To think which, about. Uh, you mean like right. the Turner the Turner coloring stuff that they did? Yeah, yeah. So the Charles, that would have been monotonous work. Yes, that that's uh, that method of painting is pretty much exactly what I do for painting my minis. Is there they've got a base like gray paint then the parts of it are highlighted with white paint and then you just like put a thin fill a thin wash of color over that so you can still like see the highlights underneath hmm. oh yeah there's a nice comparison so mm -hmm. I, I wish i had them so like uh, wow. they increase the sharpness too How right do that yeah, the, I imagine the computer did that, and that you could tell that there were there as as it's going through. It looks mostly fairly sharp, but then in some scenes you can see where the computer failed to sharpen it because it got really kind of fuzzy like this again. And um, mm -hmm. so it made me think as I was watching it. Oh, the computer must be improving the original resolution of the film as well as coloring. Yeah, which was it pretty looks amazing. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's kind of nice because I think it makes a lot of these older films, especially ones like I think this one was filmed with only a budget of 20,000. So it was Which at the time that would have yeah. been expensive at the time, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I mean, not considering what regular studios were doing. I mean, this would have been probably about not too far before uh, like Forbidden Planet was made. So, so they were doing millions. Ray gun effects for with like a scratching emulsion 
kind of deals. Right? Yeah. Well, this wasn't even CGI, that. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't even that. Basically, the guy pulled the trigger, and then there was like a bright light on the end of the gun, so it just lit up kind of uh, like a flashlight. And, and they made it a noise. Cut over, and, yeah. and then it Ooh. cut back to the guy, and you just saw the skeleton falling over. So uh, okay. you didn't actually see a ray gun effect, which I'm sure helped to save some money as well. But I'm sure. But uh, interesting, the ray gun effect sounded uh, exactly like the ray guns from War of the Worlds. The, H, the original hd oh. wells were the world oh, that, that's cool yeah and, and that actually might have been one of the first shows to use that particular sound effect so i wonder if if hg or the that movie stole the sound effect from them there's like they, first they and then it. everyone copies it <laughs> yeah. right right firsties we did it first <laughs> so but it's anyway. funny how like some movies established they make the sound because they were the first in history to use the sound and then everyone sure. afterward just associated that sound and their own special effects yeah. with that action yeah i guess the king of that would be george lucas because he literally used such individual sounds that no one can use them without actually everyone knowing that they stole it from him so well, the same could be said of Star Trek too. I mean, look at the some of the sound yeah the phaser noise yeah the, Roddenberry the warp very, engines the, very big into into noise Roddenberry was he, mm -hmm. he, uh, he the the uh, photon torpedoes mm -hmm. which they did using a slinky the T Rex yeah. roar like yeah. I know there's other dinosaur roars before that but I don't think anything since Jurassic Park um, has quite had that level of impact yeah no i would agree with that yeah definitely yeah i wonder how they did that because i mean I, I heard it sound exactly like that from one of the stall doors in the second floor bathroom on the arts and science building <laughs> but when it closes it, it sounds like it sounds like a dinosaur from what i understand they layered a couple of different animals together um it's a baby elephant squeal, an alligator gurgling, a tiger snarl, and the sound of an air escaping a whale's blowhole. <laughs> wow. The more you know. Yeah. The more you know. No, but I remember because I was so obsessed with Jurassic Park for so long, I'd watch all the, the making of, and that was mm. one of the things they talked about, that they really wanted it to sound real and like multi-level especially being in the theater so you had a like a physical response to the sound that, and it made it makes sense like a lot of those are predator sounds hmm. and that have really like the first time the t-rex roars though that that really is good yeah they've got uh, this season of of uh, discovery they've they introduce um no spoilers well no. it's it's not really going to spoil anything it's uh it's it's called a transworm and uh it's got a noise that it makes and uh it's kind of a, a an interesting sound it's not uh it's not an alien uh well it is an alien but it's not a sentient thing it's an, like an animal essentially so it's it's you know you'll get to uh, to love no, the transform no, like you no love the triple star trek spoilers don't you make me no yeah. no you'll Please be fine see that monitor you'll be fine you don't make me go it won't tubing. it won't spoil anything i will go tubing on you and just like that jeffrey just, tubing and, and, yeah <laughs> it's gonna happen you're if gonna you expose yourself on if, if you spoil star trek it's 
Man, so don't, don't get all of us punished too. Right. Well, then, well, you have a then you have a civic responsibility to don't stop. Don't punish our listeners. So yeah, I guess they didn't. They that, they didn't sign up for that. No. Sorry, Can Jenna. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say with so with AI doing the colorization of these older films, which is great because then we can see them and kind of refresh our joy of the context of the period. Right. And then I've seen AI produced artwork like 2D pictures recently in like the news. They just like, what would AI create? Would be really interesting now is to go to the next level. What type of movies would AI create based off of what it filters on the internet? Uh, they're actually uh, doing that. Did you know that? There's um, mm -mm. yeah, it'll fill in scripts now, I believe. Um, hold on, it's um, the tropes are just going to become more tropey, obviously. Yeah, Sunspring is a 2016 experimental science fiction short film entirely written by an artificial intelligent bot using neural networks. We should watch that and talk about that on our next show. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, we'll Man, make that a plan, something need. to tune in for next time. What's that, Seth? Oh, that's all I need. It's hard enough to get into writing as it is, but if <laughs> AIs are going to compete with AI, it. <laughs> it's okay, Seth. When uh, well, when you know there's a big solar wind and all of our technology is basically evaporated, um, we'll need real skills. Real artist well, skills again. Well, it's, well, kind so, of, it's like what it's what Westworld said is that humans think they're complex, but they're really not. And the algorithms that we all use are simple. We're not really as as interesting as we like to think we are. And it's fairly easy to do everything we can do. And it's like it's it's frighteningly easy, and it, it could probably bother you if you thought about it. I mean, I think you're trivializing how hard it is to make an AI that no, can do something like this. Oh well, I'm I, I have no idea how hard it is, but there's there it is, <laughs> it's right there. I think yeah. you're also trivializing how many organisms it took to get to the point of creating humans to make the AI, AI to do the thing. True. That, that we I haven't actually that seen the movie yet. I'm fully aware of how many organisms were involved in getting here and how improbable the trip was. Yeah. Actually exists. <laughs> I am an anthropologist. It's a simple logarithm. Yeah, I, I just, I don't <laughs> think, we may well, not be uh, spiritually complex or whatever that a lot of people would like to think in you, but we are incredibly unique. As far well, as oh, we, it we, may are, be, we are extremely unique. It's like it may be easy to um, predict our behavior based yeah. on personality, but I think that creative spark that we have duplicating that or our problem solving abilities, that is much more involved programmatically speaking for an AI to Oh yeah, it's, it's you could make an AI maybe that could write a book, but it wouldn't probably write a book unless you told it what to write about. It, it literally wouldn't think outside of itself. So yeah, it it could yeah it could analyze every book that has ever come before it, and then regurgitate something that uh may like had elements from that in it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Star Trek episode where Data was on the holodeck and he was trying to live a Sherlock Holmes or, or go through a Sherlock Holmes mystery. And um, so 
it was impossible for him to do it because he had read all the Sherlock Holmes novels. So everything they put for him, no matter which um, particular story they created, he already knew how to solve it because he knew the story. So they had to have the computer create a completely unique story in the Holmesian style. But then they also had to create a character worthy of data's complex uh, algorithms, which was almost ended up being their demise when they did that. But, of course. Well, yeah. I mean, I, there's a, if it's, has anyone seen a show on HBO called American Gods? Yeah, I've it's, read the book. I've read the book. Well, in one of the episodes, uh, there's a kid whose dad loves classical music. So they, he makes him play classical music all the time, practicing on the piano. But the kid loves computers. So he made an algorithm that would not only uh, learn all of the past masters' greatest works, but actually replicate them, make new works mm. based upon the old algorithms. And he was successful. And mm. it's like his father thought it was great until he told him what he did. Then he realized that a computer can do this brilliant work and his father killed himself. So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's supposed to be funny. You have, yeah, you have a weird laugh there uh, at that point. Uh, you you want to explain that, Mr. Charles? Oh, no, Charles yes, I can just see it. Sociopathy happen. is hard to deal with. Charles is, Charles probably thinking that the guy designed a murder bot, essentially a musical murder bot, yeah. without intending to. No, no, no. Uh, suicide is not murder, but it's. Well, I mean, it, it was the computer through its beautiful music that forced the guy to commit suicide. So didn't force well, him. That, that's been common knowledge. Uh, the, the, the classic, a lot of it anyway, does follow mathematical formulas. I mean, we've. Um, I mean, how is, I mean, I, how I is a, that. yeah. How is, how is a computer that plays perfect music that gets under your skin to the point that it forces you to commit suicide different from perhaps a it, computer it that goes online. It, it doesn't force you to commit suicide. Okay. But. It, this kind of how is that different from somebody that goes online and harasses somebody on the internet to the point where it's they commit suicide? Completely different. Yeah, because the, what John is saying that the guy was made so hopeless that IT could mimic the human condition that he killed himself. Well, sure, yeah. right. But I'm saying he's not forcing him. I think the difference is in intent, right there. Did the son mean for it, or did he just oh, no, want no. to get his dad off his case? He actually wanted to impress his dad. He, he thought his dad would be happy. No, I thought he was just trying to get his dad right. off his case, and it had the side benefit of getting him off his case forever. Side well, benefit? No, the, the, yeah. Well, from okay. the kid's point of view. Um, I, I, I. I think you put more more into this than I actually gave you, <laughs> and it's like, and that's cool, that's cool. But no, because that's what Bill would do to get his father off his case, <laughs> right? I well, designed a computer, computer that, that would drive him to... <laughs> into his natural weaknesses and drive him to suicide. <laughs> well, I don't know what those would be. I, is, does your dad have a susceptibility to uh, classical music, or no, no, uh, no? But uh, if I had designed a computer that in some way convinced him that the Huskers were a loser of a team, that might have been enough to do it. Maybe it, could create, maybe, maybe it could create Husker games that looked real, but in which the Huskers always lost. 
But that's that's called the 2020 season, isn't that, it? That might, no. Yeah, but back then, when my dad was alive, they didn't have you know, they didn't have this losing season. So when well, he, I mean, everybody's going to have to face that the computers are going to. There's hardly a profession out there if there is one that computers yeah. won't at least augment. Do you think there's a computer that can build a bridge you won't drive on, Charles? <laughs> it probably you know, already is. Yeah, no, no, but but that's well. No, I've 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 witnessed the uh, the computers take over uh, structural design in in, in a way because mm-hmm. they can do in, in probably now seconds. But I remember twenty years ago, it'd be an hour would be equivalent to like a thousand man hours hmm. in in calculations. So we can run all sorts of load cases and do yeah. Hmm. No, it, it's it's entirely. I I'm like an army. Well, yeah. So yeah. you can take away like dozens of engineers and do or hundreds with, or hundreds. Yeah, with one. With it's one like one computer, yeah. supervising these algorithms. Then that's that's how this goes. You know. Yeah, and now oh, look at how look at how sophisticated the weather prediction computers are getting. Yeah. As an example. Well, but it also really... depends on which ones you use, and you know what data sets are going off of how the right. data set is, because. Like that's the thing about all these computers; they're only as good as the stuff that you put into them. Well, I guess, but there's there's some predictive quality, yeah. But when you get a lot of info, I don't know. I, I'm not a weather guy, but I know uh, vibrations and such, and you know the way airplanes fly and all of that. You, I mean, we're at the point where we can model air, right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, I'm just know. wondering if they're taking into account the flapping of a butterfly's wings in China when they're predicting. <laughs> they might. It might get there. <laughs> huh. Well, speaking of this, this modeling, earth modeling stuff, John, you posted something about uh, this model somebody created of how a flat earth might work. Yeah. Talk about that. Well, I mean, it's, it's basically the, this is an article from, uh, let me see if I can find it here. I should have it right here. From uh, Kotaku. Yeah. Uh, it's a flat earth simulator. Uh, it kind of like, as you see in the picture that uh, you've posted here, the sun is above the flat earth. The moon is on the other side. They kind of orbit around a common center uh, no, they're the, round. Hmm? They are round. They are round. They are yes, and that's see. There you go. It's like they are spherical. Uh, I guess they are. Yeah, they are spherical because gravity pulls enough mass into a sphere. But is okay. Yes, they are spherical. Uh, the Earth is a flat plate with uh, Arctic ice on its entire rim. Right. And it's like uh, the the Kotaku article was written by someone who obviously does not much care for flat earth theory and he's kind of wondering if this was actually designed as a spoof or not because it doesn't appear to be necessarily a spoof nothing here is necessarily poking fun at the flat earth and it's like i mean there's a really great quote quote and i have it right here it's like from the author it's like first and foremost let's make sure we're all on the same page Mocking yeah. people for believing in fl- uh, the flat earth theory is cruel and unhelpful. Mocking flat earth theory is in itself necessary and enjoyable. No one, 
No one believes in something as outlandish, nonsensical, and so easily disproved as this out of malice. Uh, and let's be clear, those who know it's bullshit and yet profit from selling it to others are absolute garbage humans with only malice driving them. Uh, we're talking about believers here. Mm -hmm. Pointing and laughing may make you feel good, but it also makes you a dick. So basically, it's it, he's saying it's like flat earth theory is dumb. And it is. It's 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 literally as dumb as you can get. But to make fun of people who believe it is is uh, is not necessarily uh, beneficial. It won't change their mind. It might polarize them against it. But it's like uh, he's just wondering if, if this might be something that was constructed by someone who likes to manipulate stupid people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's what a lot of the YouTubers who believe this are. They know it's bullshit, but they uh, create fancy powerpoints and and videos with special effects to sell this and to gain influence because they want to gain influence by mm -hmm. acting like i'm a singular entity that has information that they don't want you to know so yeah. you should come to me for more information and help me by paying my patreon so Very. i can continue to yeah get yep. past the conspiracy theory very common yep. in the ufo and paranormal societies because uh yeah i call it the high priest of the desert syndrome it's like you have to come to me for information there's no way you can get this information except from me and they're mm -hmm. right up front if you don't want to believe it don't believe it but i'm the only one that has it and it's like so i choose to not believe it because i don't believe that a lot of these idiots have a source of information that i don't have access to so they i don't, don't i don't deal with psychics i don't deal with mediums i don't deal with uh, what, are we, what are they called? Um, UFO contactees that uh, channelers. That's it. Yeah. Mm. The ones who channel e ET's message. It's like, nah, nah. Uh, nah. Okay. So we, we shouldn't make fun of the flat earthers. Not, not necessarily. We, we should make, we should mock the hell out of the theory. Yes. But not the people. So here's a question. Is it okay to find it hilarious uh, or, or to laugh at the guy who built himself a rocket, launched himself in that rocket, a steam-powered rocket, and then died? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, he, I love that guy. <laughs> and mean. He only went up like less than 2,000 feet when yeah. actually, probably at that time there's a jet flying overhead at about 25,000 feet. And it's like, what point did he make? <laughs> he died. Tell me that guy won that year's Darwin Award. I hope he did. I do. Although there's been some stiff competition lately. Mm. It seems mm. like. You think that's you think that's due to people stuck at home in the pandemic that they're just more prone to doing stupid shit? Uh, I think it's the advent of self-made celebrities who post who like to post all these like crazy videos of themselves online and like everyone keeps trying to one up each other. Right. So it, it's not just a matter of COVID and people going stir crazy. It's a matter of people trying to one up others and become internet celebrities. Do you guys think that, do you guys think that, that's exactly how it got in my mind. Yeah. Do you guys think that the pandemic um, causing people to stay home and be more isolated is giving people more time to get on the internet and get exposed to these fringe ideas and maybe start adopting this sort of thing? 
and become believers because they're kind of isolated. They don't have Mm. any reasonable people to bounce these theories off of. And they do. I do have a theory about that. If I, if I could bounce that off you. Sure. It's, there's a lot of, I mean, the world is fairly mundane. We, we kind of understand how, how the world's going to work. We wake up, there's no magic. There's, there's no extraterrestrials that we know of. There's, there's not, there's no pixies, trolls, fairies. I mean, uh, it depends course. on what you put into your body, whether or not this. <laughs> well, even even if you do put those things in your body, after about six to eight hours, you realize they're not real anymore. But it's like, there's not real. It's like the world is just what it is. It's you go to work, you work hard your whole life, and you do what you do. But there's a lot of people who want to believe that there's there's much more that they they want. They want pixies. They want trolls. They want fairies. They want aliens. They want all of the things because that would make the world a much more fascinating place than it really is. And the sad thing is, it's just not. It's like, this is what we have. Physics has outlined what is and what probably is not. And that's what we're going to be waking up to every single day. Seth, we'll have to call this episode, uh, John Destroys the Magic of the World. (laughs) Oh no! I yeah I I yeah I I will. I, I don't want to. I want I want what I, I call it an undifferentiated universe. It's like my elbow works like this. If it goes in any other direction, if my elbow works in any other way than the normal way that an elbow bends, then I'm going to be in serious trouble. Uh, I want a universe that goes in more than one direction. I want a universe that all things are possible. But I'm sorry. That's well, what about the universe multiverse theory? He wants to find. Yeah, but that, that's a that's a different that's a different universe. It's like it's it's not it's, and we have no real proof that the multiverse exists. And even if, if even they if did, they, yeah, go ahead. We wouldn't have access to it. Exactly. We don't know if 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 it does exist. Do we have access to it? We don't know. There's no science behind it, and it's like, I'm I've, I've as someone who really does enjoy rational thought. I have to go based upon empirical evidence. And it's like, sorry, I'm sad. But there's a lot of people who, you know, want more. All right. Well, let me ask this then to the <laughs> but group. Does flat Earth give them that, though? What, what well, yeah, it does. I it does. Maybe, maybe. but I... Well, actually, it's a side effect of, of, of allowing yourself to believe anything. It's I like, suppose. I mean, like, like, like you said, the, the sun and the moon in this are spheres. We know why that is. It's because if you put enough mass into a concentrated area, it turns into a sphere. It, it all pulls itself together into a sphere. Mm-hmm. So the very point that the, the fact that there's a sun and a moon in that picture that you showed of, of the flat earth yeah. is like pointing like a middle finger straight at the flat earth theory. And it's like they aren't they don't know enough to understand that. It's like mm-hmm. No, so me, no, there's a conspiracy theory about the sun and moon. Let me, give me just a second. All right, while you're looking well, no, that up, let me ask this question of the group. So I think all of us are skeptics, right? Um, as far as belief in pixies and gods and things like that. Does that in any way impact your enjoyment of fanciful stories that use those elements as story elements versus somebody that believes that those things might be real. Well, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And it's like, 
So you can enjoy a story that deals with elements like that magic, fairies, pixies. I have to admit, magic's magic's not a not a fun. But but when I start believing in, in things that aren't real, it's like all of a sudden. I mean, I might be able to start believing that you know, trucks with the Biden Harris logo on it pull up and like steal ballots and shit. And it's like, it it, it depends on what you want to believe. And it's like, instead of what you should believe, you should believe your own eyes. Like we were talking earlier about your brother, Bill. And <laughs> and it's like it's like he he was saying, you know, he heard from a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who knew somebody. And, that, uh, and he was certain that that knowledge was absolutely real, wasn't he? Right. 100% sure. Right. That, that was that was that was information that is something that he can use to guide his daily interactions. Right. And it's like And you 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 felt weird about that didn't you yeah yeah i I would too but it's like see that's that's what happens when we stop teaching critical thinking in schools like we have but do you think that makes it makes movies that deal with that stuff less enjoyable for people that are natural skeptics than it It does for the people that think those things are real well it seems to impact charles do you like to ruin movies for other people because i do right yeah I really do. It's like, oh, that's but impossible. That being said, there, there are certain situations. The movie thing's kind of funny because I really don't like wizardry movies. But I will... Uh, Star Wars being sort of a different universe. Space Wizards. I'll, succumb, I'll succumb to that. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll go with it. Yeah. I guess Jedis are space wizards. Yeah. 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 But uh, for, for whatever reason... <laughs> I, I, I don't know that there is there is the right way of doing it and I don't I don't know what that is because I, I have seen some magical shows where I'll, I'll I'll enjoy it completely and then I've seen a few where it's just it's, it's too something. um it looks like the internet is really working hard to like push back against the flat earth because the only thing I could come across was uh, a YouTube video and I was going to watch a YouTube video on here, but there's a lot of like debunking articles. Like I'm, mm. I'm four pages in to search and like, it's all about like de- why flat earth is terrible. When I asked mm. um, the sun and the moon and the flat earth theory. But I remember hearing it because uh, I was watching a podcast and one of the ridiculous people like was like, you don't know, man, I'm just, I'm not a scientist. I can't say a hundred percent because I can't explain the science. Um, and I don't know if you can them. So I'm oh, I can. Just, whatever. It's I can, I can prove it right here, right now. I can. I know you can. I'm just saying that's all I have to do is, but like, is give it, me the picture back. Well, I, I think get it's rid of the donut and just, just see this pen. Here's a pen. I dropped it. I just proved the Earth is round because all mass goes toward a common center when it drops. It's like there we go. I There's just no it. talking to them though because I they're know. like that could be something else. I'm not saying that's how gravity works, but I don't know. I've never gone out and tested it myself and proven for myself how gravity works. So- I saw no. I saw you at PlanetCon. You tested gravity a couple times. Yeah, but John, <laughs> I remember. John, yeah, when you drop that pin, no matter where you go on the Earth, it drops straight down. Yes, 
it toward doesn't go center, it doesn't go toward to a this. common center of mass it, which is at the bottom which is straight down it's like every time you can That's, do it that straight, proves that the earth is flat no it proves it's round if it was flat and it was rotating it would start going from no it's side. not rotating you see the flat, flat earth is accelerating ever upwards well right. then there would be no gravity at all no, yeah because it's, it's inertia's yeah. You drop a pan unless unless you unless you spin it or have a natural uh, attraction, which would an automatic. You're applying pull. logic to this, and no, there I'm is not, no logic no, to be logic had. Logic is logic is philosophy. This is science. This is this is straight up physics. It's like it's real easy. Well, well, well I I think it is a shame because there's there's a lot of minutia that would be fun to explore that people can, you know, and I don't think science has gotten as you know, Wave mechanics and light, even wave mechanics and sound. I think there's a lot to be discovered still if people wanted to explore it. Well, it's true. If you want to, I mean, so it's not like it's not like we know everything, and it's actually not but a couple of steps. But we do know this. We yeah. do know that flat Earth is well, right. No. Yeah. We have pictures of the earth as round from satellites. We have I know, pictures. but they don't care. They're like, the government planted those pictures. They're not mm. real. <laughs> That's how, like, there's no arguing with them. There's no good faith yeah. argument because everybody in authority who would tell and, them that the earth is round is a liar. And that's how Q starts. That's how Q starts when people have this kind of lax, uh, lapse in their critical reasoning skills. You got you got something that's prime for, for this, and it's like, awful i know i saw a cat walk across the street screen too many cats on my desk right now (laughs) there's no such thing as too many cats yes there is no there's there's no there's just cat butt in frame all the time and nobody wants (laughs) there goes another one now uh to bring us around to something much more positive positive news Roku and HBO Max may be near a deal. Yay! Then I'll, I'll get HBO Max. I God. will get HBO Max. I'll watch all the things. I will because, like, yeah, I'll be glad to do it. So, for anybody that doesn't have HBO Max right now, it's not available on Roku. So, if you want to stream it, uh, you need to have something like a Chromecast device. You pull up HBO Max on your computer, and then you send that signal to your Chromecast device to show it on your TV. Um, and it works, works quite well, actually, but it is kind of a pain in the ass when you already have a Roku to have to switch over to your Chromecast, go to your computer, pull up the show, Chromecast it to the device. And then, of course, if you want to pause it, you got to make sure you go back to that computer and hit the pause button and then back it up a few seconds because in those few seconds you were walking to find the computer, you missed what they were saying on the show. So it'll certainly be nice to have uh, Roku ability to uh, stream that, that uh, media from. And there's quite a bit of content out there. I was surprised that they've got all of the old original Godzilla movies out there now on HBO Max, which are some of my favorite shows. There is a noise that is, they they copyrighted well. It's like that the noise yeah. of Godzilla is is distinct. You know it's yeah. Godzilla. Yeah. Right. It'd be fun to see a uh, Jurassic Park edit where they substituted in the roar of Godzilla for the or or, or substituted in Godzilla. It's like, it's like <laughs> a yeah, nine, there you go. Nine hundred foot monster. I'm I'm actually a big fan of the substituting of cats in Jurassic Park. I like that too. Did somebody actually do that? Yes. 
All the dinosaur that. shots are substitute with cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, nice, uh, adorable and, until you're there, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you've got cats, Seth. Do you know that? Yeah, the you, only reason they don't eat us is yeah. because they're smaller than us. Yeah, if you shrunk to be twelve inches tall, like overnight, they would eat you, and then they would actually be mad because you're not feeding them because they didn't realize, you know, they won't <laughs> put that together that we ate the guy who fed us. It's like yes, so. I, I but, realize I mean, this, but, but it's hard to tell because if you raise a lion or a tiger from being a baby, there's a good chance it won't eat you until. You mean you sort of like the Tiger King? Yeah. yeah. Just, well, like Siegfried and Roy probably have a different opinion, but yeah. But I saw a thing on them, like a big in-depth thing. They think what led to that was at the end, they were not spending the amount of time with the tigers on mm. a daily basis constantly, sure. like they were at the beginning of their career. So they weren't creating the bond and the uh, hierarchy. They weren't mm. solidifying that because they weren't spending enough time. What a, what a rough learning curve that is. Well, the Tiger King seemed to do okay. Until he had to shoot one in the face. Right. But again, that goes to volume. When he started having more animals than he could bond with mm -hmm. and spend regular time with, then they would test the, the hierarchy. Right. So. Makes sense. Well... Yeah. Although you do wonder if maybe dinosaurs would uh, play with people like cats play with mice. Probably. Or just not care. Bears just don't care. They just start eating you alive. Well, that's kind of how, yeah. The sound, it makes the meat taste better. I hmm. mean... You say that as if you have the voice of experience, oh. Seth. <laughs> I was a bear in a past life. I oh, suddenly God. now want to check out Seth Bathman. I mean, Seth, aren't all like... Norwegians, the Viking like you, like bears in past lives? Part, no, we're actually just part bear. <laughs> okay. Why I'm so big. <laughs> he might be a werebear. We Where might have to watch him in full moon. <laughs> see if he transforms. There, there's a whole genre on uh, Kindle Self Pub that you guys could look into. Oh God, no! <laughs> no. Where bear of fan fiction? I mean, with like token, perfect like Native American tropes, or probably tropes yes. I don't know. I just know that it exists, and people buy it. Hmm. Well, all right. Now that I know that. That's a, well, that's a pretty big sigh right there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, with all the uh, the uh, changes in technology with COVID that we're having to deal with and adapting to release stuff, you know, through Roku, through HBO, uh, you know, some places are going to try or some movies are going to try theater to like Wonder Woman. Um, it's it's a little bit of a, of a weird place, I think, in sci-fi. I mean, because we know they've delayed Dune into next year. Um, that pisses me off. I know. I, would, I saw the, the trailer. Once I'm they glad. gave us the trailer, I got really excited and then really disappointed when they said, oh, we're going to delay it two weeks later. D Dune, I'm glad because I want to. I really want to see that in the theater. I, I do, too. I do, too. I, I, and it's like, 
let them get all the bells and whistles all fixed up. It's like, do whatever. Because I heard the director was feeling a little crunched for time. So let's do take Do you think he'll away. actually change anything, though? I mean, because that takes money to keep spending and no promise that it could have the same return not well, being able to be released in theater. But at least he'd be able to finish his initial thoughts. Of course, over the next year, he's going to have more and more thoughts about it. But it's like, you know, kind of like it's... It's, I mean, when I when I was an undergrad, I always waited till the last minute to do my papers because if I did my papers like a week ahead of time, I spent that entire week just like obsessing on tweaking it. So it's like I waited till the last minute. And it's like, um, I don't know if it changed the quality of the papers, but it's like I slept better. So I, I don't know if, he, if the director is going to sleep better over this course of this year knowing that he's got this thing in the can i mean like like you just had a picture up of wonder woman who that's coming out on the 25th actually that's been done for what two years now at least a year because at least a year yeah yeah it would have come out at the beginning it was going to come out right when COVID hit so but yeah it's like i i can't imagine the director can't imagine that she wasn't like you know there's things that i want to do over the last year but it's like Mrs. Baxter, my art teacher in high school, used to say, and it's a great quote that applies to anything creative. A work of art is never done. It just stops in interesting places. Hmm. Got to know when to stop writing the book. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Chaos walking. We want to talk about that. Yes, because I, this is another <clears throat> one of those things that now that I know about it, I hope it's not delayed because I really want to watch it. Yeah. So yeah, what is this about? I haven't watched it <laughs> The so it's supposed really to be good. set in the future, and uh, the the basically the elevator speech on what the movie about is in Prentice Town. Todd has been brought up to believe that the spackle released a germ that killed all women and unleashed noise on the remaining men. And noise is capitalized because they can hear each other's thoughts. Um, after discovering a patch of silence out in the swamp, his surrogate parents immediately tell him that he has to run, leaving him only with a map of new world, a message, and many unanswered questions. He soon discovers at the source of the silence, a girl named Viola. Hmm. But it's got a cool cast. Yeah, it's like Tom Holland and the, the girl from Eleven. Uh, no, it's like, Daisy Ridley, right? Yeah, oh, Daisy it is Daisy Ridley. Ridley. Yeah. How dare you? My bad. My bad. I, I can't. All right. I'm trying John, to. See. All women do not look alike. Well, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're okay. He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lack of neonous features just throws me off from time to time. But Mads Mikkelsen is also going to be in it. Another Star Wars alumni. Mad? Well, I mean, how do you think Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland's chemistry is going to work? It, it could work really well and it could like totally fall flat i think it's I like know, the trailer trailer looked pretty good uh, well the, the trailer looks they made they use the best parts of all the movies in the trailer in fact sometimes the trailers actually give away everything that's in the movie so it's like i i don't know it's like what do you think uh well, what do you what do you think jenna do you think that the, the chemistry is gonna work well so he's i thought younger than her yeah but i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's supposed to be a romantic chemistry beyond him just maybe like boy boyhood crush over her that's what it seemed in the trailer 
Yeah. And that's fine. Like you don't get many of those. It's okay if it's like unrequited love. That's most of life. Let's teach the let's teach people that early. Indeed. But it's like um I'm just wondering if their chemistry will work really well together. It's like every once in a while you find some people whose chemistry works really well together. Like, I don't know. Uh Olivia Newton John and John Travolta had fairly mm-hmm. decent chemistry to work together. And there's there's a lot of, you know, people who work really well together. I just don't know. I'm thinking of Tom Holland and I, I mean all all I know of Tom Holland is Spider-Man. I yeah. as, So I don't know what else he's done. They it's, say he's really brilliant in um The Devils. There's something he came out on Netflix. Yeah, The Devil All the Time or something. Yeah, The Devil like All the Time. And Daisy Ridley I only know from Star Trek. Star Wars, sorry. But it's like, um, she's got it. Daisy Ridley has one of the most emotive faces I've ever seen. Well, I, I, I don't think it's the chemistry is going to be a problem. It's how honest can you possibly be if you're, if you're seeing all of a man's thoughts? I don't, can she see them? <laughs> I don't think she can see them. Yeah, no. Um, the planet, something in the atmosphere uh, vocalizes thoughts. Like oh, so she can hear them. Everybody can hear each other's thoughts. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but that that's why I, I think it goes everybody can hear each other's thoughts. And for some reason, the men got rid of the women. What? What? That's how it, that's how it. You're just heavily sociopathic today, man. It's like it's scary. <laughs> it's like, you're, you're yeah. You're, I, I, I feel it, well, yeah. Well, well, did the men get rid of the women or was it the virus? No, that, well, the theory is that there was some disease released and women died. Right. So I wonder uh, why Daisy Ridley, when she gets to the well, she's a uh, she's from another planet, right? She's like so she's not we, human, or she is human. We don't know. Like I think a colony world. It, that's that's yeah, what I it, felt the like. The impression yeah. is it's a futuristic colony world. Yeah, because I know at at the end of the trailer, she says they ask her how many are coming, 10, 20, and she goes thousands of women essentially are coming to. No, them. it doesn't have to be women. It could be anything else. Yeah. We don't know. Mm-hmm. That's true. There you go and fill in the gaps again, Bill. <laughs> that was my that was my take when she said that. I just thought thousands of women were coming to Earth. So it could be thousands of outsiders. It could be thousands of whatever the uh, the the alien species is that they're running from. Maybe they're running from like humans are running from something. Right. So hmm. we'll see. I'm just looking to be entertained. When does that come out? When's that due out? It is due out. It all, I think all they said was just soon. That's mm. what it's left at, coming soon. Mm. There was no exactly January 22nd. What's it gonna be on? Oh, January twenty second? What, what service is gonna is gonna show it? Does anyone know? What's that? What they service don't. is gonna show it? Is it I think Netflix, they're gonna do prime what? Streaming and um Movie theater streaming from where? So it looks like looks like Fandango is the one that put the trailer out. Yeah, so it could be Fandango. The only thing I've ever seen Fandango do is like promote movies in theaters, though. I don't right. know if they're streaming yeah. people. Like they're oh, not. I don't know if they're exactly sure yet. Like they may be wanting to release it on theaters, but they may have to. They understand they have to stream too. 
Like it wasn't clear. All it said was coming soon. It didn't say theaters. It didn't say streaming in the trailer. Hmm. So they're just being teases, bastards. Yep. Okay. Well, Which is unfortunately, I... like, if you love movies, it's probably been one of the most frustrating years. Yeah, I do. I, 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 I miss it. I miss going to the theater. And I, 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 I don't know. I, they, they might be releasing, they are releasing Wonder Woman to some theaters. And I'm going to have to fight myself not to go. Because, like, I miss it. I do, but I, I also don't want to die. So right. I do not. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of dying. Death would be bad. All right. And someone so, put up. And something. this is based on the book The Knife of Never Letting Go, which was released in 2008. What is uh, the right, release date for Chaos Walking? The film is currently scheduled to hit theaters on January 22nd, 2021. But even that seems tentative at the moment, considering that many theaters are temporarily closed due to the ongoing pandemic. All right, so it's supposed to be a theatrical release. Cool. I can, I'll wait, I will wait. I'll be glad to wait. Sounds like a good movie, good time. Mm -hmm. I'll go do it. Get well, a big much extra buttery movie, popcorn and just sit down and watch it and right. enjoy myself. But I have been enjoying the fact that there's a lot of good streaming series out mm -hmm. now. Um, Discovery, Star Trek Discovery, The Mandalorian. Are people are you guys watching oh, Mandal The Mandalorian? Yeah, The Mandalorian is awesome. I it's haven't started bit, season two yet. But. It's every bit as good as season one. You're going to love right. it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, the it, it makes me want to be back in the Star Wars universe again. It's mm. like this, the sequels and the prequels kind of you know took me out of it, but like Mando makes me feel like I did when I watched like episode four. Let me, let me put it. Let me ask you this. Let me put it this way. Does watching Mando make you want to dress up as a Jedi and take your lightsaber and go walk around the old market? Well, that's not a fair question. Cause I didn't he need, always wants yeah, to. Yeah. Do I, did, I don't need that. It's like, I'll, I want to walk around. If there wasn't a pandemic, I wouldn't. And, and you know what, Bill, you would too. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you don't need a movie to do that. It's like, right? Damn, it's like, yeah. I mean, after becoming a li literally like a, a, a an Ultra Sabers dealer yourself, it's like you <laughs> you have all of them. It's like, you mean a hoarder? He's not selling anything. I'm he's a hoarder. It. Yeah, right. he is. That's he right. is. I'm, I'm like, a collector. But yeah, you got you've got your Jedi outfit. You've got your uh, your stuff. Right. right. Yeah, I, I just watched that episode last night. It was. It was it was pretty good. Well, and I'm a Sith too because I'm in the Dark Empire as well now. So I've got all my bases covered. Well, uh, it's, you know, as we all wait and hope and fingers crossed we can see things soon, you know, in theaters. If people can just wear their stupid mask. Right. Well, stupid people would just wear their mask because masks themselves are not stupid. Right. Um, anything, any other things we're looking forward to in the media? The Expanse. The Expanse next next month, I think, next December sixteenth. Next month is the next season of The Expanse. Yes, yes. I Isn't said that, that at the beginning of the show, dumbass. <laughs> I never I, listened. I to think you. that's when you were rebooting, John. No, no, it's before <laughs> it's before we started. Uh, it's how you say it, John. That's see, I hear yeah. it clicking coming from over there. Look, you're you're always like, this is gonna end badly. This is gonna. This sucks. There right. is no magic. I... <laughs> We're all I, gonna I, die. I don't. I don't. Oh, I, I did that. To, I did that today. It's like 
Not always, you generalizing bastard. <laughs> John, I mean, you are, there's a reason always. we call you the voice of doom. Yes, yes, I am. Thank you very much. That's not exactly why, but yeah. I, I Man, yeah. did we ever talk did we actually talk about season four of the expanse? I don't think we did. Or, I don't know. Season three or season four. I'm four, sure we remember. had to. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah the did. earth is in a, a bad well, not in the voice, right? Mm-hmm. So. Like the earth is in a bad situation right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I don't so, know how they're gonna get out of this one. Actually, yeah. We always do. Well, I think the answer. I, I think I know what the species. I think I know what the answer is. Those incoming missiles heading towards the Earth are gonna miss because nobody realized that the Earth is really flat. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for a really bad pun. So I, uh, thank you for disappointing me. Yeah, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess I could figure. I can't. Maybe I could listen to all the books in the series by the time uh, the new one comes out. Why would you do that? Because I want to know. Well, they don't That's necessarily like, have to but, follow. They'll diverge. They, like, but generally, yet, they you say you don't like sp- diverging. Well, and you say you don't like spoilers. But then you spoil well, it there's with the books. spoilers, but there are books. But books aren't spoilers. Yes, they are. Books are the original story. No, they aren't. They're spoilers. You always watch the no, movie first, then go back to the books. You heathen. Watch the movies the book. or the series the first. The book is the source of truth. No, then you the go back to the better. book to augment what you got from the movie source. You know, I kind of have to no. agree with, I have to agree with Bill a little bit here because mm-hmm. the book is always better than the movie. Right. There's always you know, more always... detail, there's but you, if you get the rough bones and then you can actually fill in the finer points, it's like Exactly. with 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 the book and it's like that ha- watching the movie does not give you the right not to read the book. You should read the book. Right. Because there's so much more there. Every well, and here's time. the thing. When Absolutely. you read the book. And on that note, I'll let you guys continue arguing because I got to book it. But right. I don't want right. to end this podcast. I'll let you guys continue the fun. All right. Bye, we'll see Jenna. you later, Happy Jenna. Birthday. Happy Thanks. birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you you watch the movie first because when you read the book first, you get in your mind an idea of what the characters look like. And then when you see the show and it doesn't match up, you're disappointed. So you watch the no. movie first. Or, or, or actually, or you're happy. It's, no. I mean, look, it's like I read Ready Player One first and then I watched the movie and the movie has some significantly different points to it. But I liked them both. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see the differences, but yeah. Um, but would you rather watch the movie first and then read the book? Um, <laughs> honestly, thinking about it, I don't think it would have changed my enjoyment of either of them. But did it spoil the movie in any way, knowing what was going to happen? Not really. Because then why do you want to avoid spoilers for like Star Trek Discovery? Because I want to watch that. There's no book to read on that. So it's like... Suppose just, I wrote a book so, and I gave it to you. <laughs> uh, uh, if you wrote a, wrote a book, it's like... Is, I, a, is, a, is, a, write, is a manuscript and crayon going to appear on my I'll basically I'll, I'll write it. Details of each episode. I'll write it down. Give it to you. You can read it and then you can watch the series. Well, I'm probably going to start watching it tonight. So oh. it's like, I don't think you can write it that fast. But <laughs> what if I had There's an AI write it? Between you writing it and like there being like books 
Like, you can't just summarize the episode and call it a book. I could. It no, depends on the can't. length of the summary. What is the definition of book? <laughs> you are angering me so much right now. You are literally lucky we're not in the same room where I'd be uh, throwing things at your face. It's okay, Sean. Don't worry about it. Yours, you too. A book, a book is, is defined as written or printed work consisting of pages <laughs> glued or sewn together along one side and bound in covers. Now, if I take a synopsis and I For make those it of you who cannot pages see, long... If you can't see, uh, Seth is uh, actually raining middle fingers on Bill right now. So, yeah. And, and, and I, I stitch it together and I put a cover on it, even if it's, a, it's still a book. I could give it to John. It would read as a synopsis of each episode. You know, that would be nice. I, I haven't seen and it. That, that is a spoiler. It be, like what I'm talking about is when I write an actual book, it's been out for five years and then somebody makes a series out of it. Reading well, that book is not a spoiler. Does a book have to be does a book no. have to be original, original material? And it's like I don't think I think Bill's saying that the book does not have to be original. And right. he's right. It, it doesn't. Now the book said, you no, know, you want, I, I understand you as someone who uh, fancies themselves an author um, would want to define uh, the, the, the metric of your craft as an absolute in terms of uh, its originality. But it's like Bill's, Bill's, Bill's just, right. Bill could literally watch Discovery, pull out his 64 sets of crayons, write up a, a synopsis and send it over. And it, it, we can call it a book. It's yeah. like, he can he'll have call to it whatever he wants. Well, it's like, I think technically it would be defined as a book. Now, it, it technically it would be, be defined as copyright violation, but I yeah. don't want to go to a two hour movie already knowing how it's going to end. See, well, that you don't I go to a movie to be surprised. Guys. What? I, uh, I haven't seen this done with sci-fi. It probably should be, but I, I remember years ago at Barnes and Nobles, they were selling movie book combos for old movies. And those you could inevitably, uh, probably inevitably, the movie ended differently because we like happy endings. Mm -hmm. uh, movie movie watchers like happy endings. Sure. And book and book readers don't necessarily need that. But like I can see with the expanse, not having read the books, but I can see going either way because the movies are complicated enough to follow as it is, where right. the show is. That I can see a book helping. Yeah, that's why I and, like and, to watch the series and, or the show. And the if movie the book, first. but there are some things where you just go, "Oh my!" Some books are not that complicated, and it would be a tedious read afterwards. So it just depends. Yeah, I'm not saying you have to read the book every time you see a movie. But if you see a movie oh, and you really like it, and maybe it's like, for example, um, what was the one with Scarlett Johansson that we watched, Under the Skin, where you, where you go horrible. watch that movie and well, it's, yeah, but it's how do confounding. There's no dialogue. You can't write a book. Because the Under book the skin. came first. But then you go like, back to the book, but then the book has undoubtedly inner monologues of what the characters are thinking <laughs> it has to that it has to it's like someone that, has to describe that provides some happening. additional illumination to the work 
I, think I imagine that's... you know. I bet. I bet if I read the book, it the whole movie would mm-hmm. probably make a great deal more sense. Right, but if you read the book first, and then you went and watched the movie, I think you would be disappointed. No, I was disappointed. I was, be a, like, yeah, well, I was disappointed in anyway, Bill. Yeah, I was disappointed watching it at all. It's like, but if if the book had, if I'd read the book first, then perhaps the movie would have fleshed out some things that I read in the book. As it was, Under the Skin is, uh, like I said, I I told you straight up, I don't consider it to be a movie. It's it's I don't know what it is. It's um, I, I, I feel that Scarlett Johansson was blackmailed into doing this movie somehow. It, and it's it like, felt like it felt like it brought art down in general, almost like it had been. Amen, created. amen. Oh. Golf clap. Golf <laughs> almost, clap almost as if it had been created by AI. Yes, like, like, but one of those uh, Reddit uh, AIs that was forced to read like a, a like a thousand hours worth of. Uh, white supremacy ai and then write a book it's like it's this one was i don't even know what they made this ai do uh but it's like it's this is the movie it wrote and it's like okay we'll film it let's do Listen, this roger okay. ebert's so, praise of this movie was effusive Ro- robert i don't ebert, base anything off of roger ebert I anyway no i don't Rod- roger ebert was not yeah right. all right so like there was an entire there are generations of people who read lord of the rings before seeing the movie were they spoiled on the movie yes no how it was going to end if you knew you knew that gandalf was going to come back his death in the movie would not be as as but you, you're traumatic and like, that's not why you see you're not seeing the movie to be surprised. You're seeing why are you movie seeing it because you want to see that vision come to life. But you've already had it come to life in your mind. Yeah, the yeah. realization <laughs> in the movie can only be a disappointment at that point. No, yes, like, no, yes, no, there. Were... I would have much preferred to have I... seen Lord of the Rings, the the big movie trilogy first and then gone back and read the book because it would have been far more fulfilling i think no no yeah no uh, what do you think charles reading the book and then seeing the movie is I, like seeing the thing that you loved in your head come to life no i have like, to agree i have to agree with bill on that i you guys could all be wrong That's although fine. although <laughs> that's magnanimous of you thank you for letting us all be wrong but with the Lord Appreciate of the Rings stuff, uh, uh, I'm trying to think when I was younger, I'm pretty sure I saw The Hobbit, the cartoon first. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. And did that make it better for you? I I, pro- I think it did because... Because you had sort of a preconceived notion you, in your you mind. Needed, you, uh, to me, I think I think I needed a preconceived notion of the world you're in there. Yeah, not necessarily the plot, but um, I think yeah. I think Seth is just a book snob. Tiny people's round doors. It's just you. You have to have a sense of that first before you you go into the Hobbit. I mean, reading the Harry Potter books did in no way lessen my enjoyment of the movies 
See, I read the books after the movies and it made it so much more enjoyable because as I'm going into the books and I'm seeing these new characters come and it's describing it, I already have kind of a vision of that character in my mind and the description just cements and that even further. I don't need that. Like book. I don't need it, but I like it. But we're not writers, Bill. <laughs> no, none of us, except you for don't have to, like, just I be think a you reader. Do. I've been reading books since before I can remember. Like, that's I, just how I, I, I have. I have too, but I'm like everybody else. I'd prefer to see the movie first and then already. I have don't a think picture that's like everybody mind. else. Because the book everybody always else on this call, like everybody else on this call, except mm. you. Yeah, I think you're the outlier, Seth. I think you might might be here, Seth. <clears throat> Do you need a hug? Because we're here. For no, I don't we're want here. a hug. Not we're from here. you. We're I, here. I don't want a hug from we're, you, dirty non-readers. We're here for you, man. It's like no, got a COVID-infused no, hug ready for you. I don't want it. Don't want it. <laughs> No. I think Seth, you need to sleep on it. I think yeah. you'll realize that we're I'll, right. I will. I'll sleep on this, and I'll I'll wake up it, right again tomorrow. It ruins the first, movie, then movie. Well, I Book think first, then movie. I think the way it might go. Let me let because this this will help make sense of it. I think. Um, Linda, we need to see you. I'd oh, rather, yeah. I'd rather see um, the movie on flat Earth proofs before I. Decide to read the Before book. Before you read the book, right, right, right. That makes there's sense. A book? There's a book. <laughs> is there a there's a book on flat? If there's not, there will. Well, there be. might be, but I absolutely do not want to read it. It's like the uh, it's like the <laughs> what is it? Rule forty two for uh, the internet. If it exists, there's porn of it. So there's flat. Uh, rule thirty four. Okay, if it exists. Thank you for clearing up that porn rule, Seth. Uh, <laughs> there's one thing I know: that. it's the internet. Thank and, you. And, and books. Porn in porn he's you're the <laughs> I don't need porn. to know porn to know rule 34 you just need to know that if you can think of it it's out there somewhere so you just need to know rules you're the guy with rules like you have to see, you have to read the book before you see the movie rule kind of thing bill you, knew about the rule he just didn't yeah. know the right rule he, there you go you it's like that's right to you, there's a right and a wrong you are you're you know th that's not how jedi there thinks, is a right and a wrong to this See to me like, it could be rule 42 could be yeah, rule. You, 98 that sounds yeah awful. but no one's gonna know what you're talking about they're black gonna, and if white you say rule 42 they're gonna assume you're talking only uh, the sith think in absolute stuff <laughs> so you're saying that the jedi had no right and no wrong information they were alternative facts space wizards right and wrong are abstract and totally uh uh non-objective I could tell. I could tell that Bill was just getting um, the porn rule mixed up with life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It <laughs> was well, obvious. See, I knew he was new. Saying. Charles knew what I was talking about. Uh, there's a good example. Rule forty-two from now on. Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I read the book, and then because the movie didn't come out for like years until I, years right. after I read the book, and the the book actually allowed me to realize how inferior the movie was. Right. Because it's like the book was was like I don't even know why they tried to make the movie. They did right. the best they could. So the movie like, was a disappointment. It was because I read the book. Right. So if you'd have seen like, the movie first, you yeah. would have probably enjoyed the movie, but then gone back and read the book and said, "Oh, this is so much better." It, yeah. I'm glad it didn't spoil the movie for me. Exactly. Now, book first. 
But there, interesting point. Inter- I, before I forget this, there is a rule forty-two of the internet. It's like, oh, when did what you become? It? When did you become like Judge Seth? I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. I was curious if there was an actual rule forty-two. Okay, what is it? It is delicious cake. You must eat it. I thought the cake was a lie. The cake is a lie. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably rule 43. It is a delicious (laughs) trap. You must hit it. Wasn't the cake a trap in uh, Alice in Wonderland? Should you not eat the cake, maybe? No. Like the cake in Alice in Wonderland makes her grow after she. I think. I don't remember. I never actually. I'm not really a. Alice in Wonderland. If if cake makes you grow, then should you ever have cake? Because you're as big as you really should be, don't you think? You're (laughs) you're six foot something. It's like rather large. So no more cake for you? It's like if if we're dealing with absolutes, then you can have no more cake. Ever. No more cake. You know what they say. There's no sense crying over Over every mistake. Yeah, over spilled cake. Keep on trying till you (laughs) run out of cake. Guys are all about rule 26. Any topic can be turned into something totally unrelated. That's our show. Have you listened to us? That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we rule. Uh, maybe, all right, we got to change the name of the show. Rule 26. Yeah. That's what we are. That is that that nails it. That is yeah. exactly what we do. It's like the it. rambling process that degenerates into chaos. That is I our refer show. you to rulesoftheinternet.com. Seems ah. like that's an official site. What's, in which what's rule case, number 69? Wait, wait. Oh, dear. <laughs> Don't look that up. Don't. 42 is nothing is sacred, so it's oh. different than the cake. Oh, and weird. there is a 69. <laughs> All the rule says is, LOL, 69. Am I right? <laughs> All right, then. Nice. <laughs> well, there's what's a 69, too. If your yeah. question ends with "Am I right?" the answer will never be never yes. Be. <laughs> hmm. How many? Uh, how many total internet rules are there? That's the real question. Uh, uh, looks 100. like a hundred. Hundred. Okay. Uh, most. Of them so less than the Ferengi good. rules of acquisition. But I like. I don't know if this is like canonical because anyone can put up this. Okay. Yeah. Right. Maybe or, that's rule number one. There is no definitive set of internet rules. Actually, I think there is that rule up there somewhere. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. We've now defined Seth as the rule master. Maybe it's time for him to lay down an objective set of internet rules. Since they cannot be broken. You must read the book first. You can do that. There are no rules about, real rules about posting. That's number eight. So would, would, would a good rule be like 101, you must read the book before you see the movie? Possibly, it's the proper way to do it and the correct the proper. Way to do it. Uh, yes, let's be British about this, shall we? It's, it's the proper way. <laughs> it's only proper if you say it proper. And I did, little, so it little, is the proper way. Little okay. Lord Swanson. So do we yes. close out by little talking Lord about Swanson. Arecibo? Because I'm kind of sad. Oh yeah, Arecibo. He's. Uh, Arecibo is going away. That's kind of sad. And and the only reason it's going away is because they said it uh, would be too much of a risk to human life to try to repair it. But we've got people that build these skyscrapers and they're up, you know, 
200 feet in the air or what's got, the how tall got, is that Burj we got Khalifa? people we have people that built this mm -hmm. it's like can't we just fix it i mean right. if we built it did it well, do... looking at the construction of it it depends entirely on what's wrong with it that needs fixing like because if some of those wires need replacing and you they, can't they like take the wire off without everything yeah. falling down a number of cables snapped which caused the the assembly to well yeah, listen all down. you have to do like is buy a fleet of drones hook them onto the thing and have them hover while you run <laughs> well, a new wire in in reality though this this facility is extremely old and it was it's probably many many parts that are are simply falling apart and it it's they would need a sometimes some serious fundraising well are they gonna tear it down and rebuild it then well it china like china like already china already built a, a superior facility uh yeah but are they sharing um to some degree <laughs> but it's like it all depends it's like it's like the trump administration has not been necessarily friendly to nasa or uh, science exploration in general maybe the biden administration will be more uh willing to fund uh these things we'll see but it's like um yeah arecibo was was kind of on its last legs anyway it it's like it was doing some of its best work in the 70s which that tells you how old this facility is um in fact it sent the first the first uh, extraterrestrial message that was dedicated with any real power um in this like 76 74 something like that um but yeah it's hoping it's, that by the time some alien intelligence receives the message i'm dead it's literally uh not going to hit the nearest it, they aimed it at a a, a globular cluster that mm -hmm. is eighty thousand light years away so you got time okay, you're you're, yeah. you're good to go don't don't worry about that one it's it's going to be a while mm -hmm. i think it's eighty thousand light years away all right. Well, I don't know. Do. All right. Well, how do we want to sum this uh, this show up? Uh, read the book watch first. The movie. Read the book. Yeah. No, no, don't, <laughs> don't listen to the show until you read the book. Oh, <laughs> that's a good episode or episode title. Yes, <laughs> that's that is a good one. All right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for listening to uh, our show this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, uh, as a teaser, um, after the first of the year, we're going to have Professor Dan Clays back on. Uh, if you recall, he was on a previous show uh, a few months back where we talked about comic book physics. So he's got a couple other uh, exciting uh, programs that he does, and we're going to have him on to talk about uh, one or more of those. So um watch for that to happen after the first of the year until then i am sorry uh it was they i was beamed at actually uh a, a galaxy named m13 which is twenty five thousand light years away so so still that, i'll probably uh, won't uh, be around you still probably won't be but uh, if, unless you know, i'm uploaded into you'll um, be ahead in the jar you'll yeah. be it's it's futurama <laughs> All right, Bill, this, i ain't got no bar this uh telling us we have a guest coming in the near future is a whole lot better than when you would just promise something amazing in the next episode <laughs> yeah every yes. episode there's gonna be yeah yeah guess what well, every yeah. episode is amazing ah. every episode is rule 26 and it's so much better than the book i will <laughs> you know eat your heart <laughs> but he, it, it technically is right because there is no book. <laughs> right. so it's like, 
And so. if you tried to, could you write a book, Seth, that's better than this? Uh, no. Yes. Couldn't. Could you write I, a book about this episode that's better than this? Oh, oh, about I, this episode? Then no, because this would be a nonsense book. <laughs> Under but, the Skin was made. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't know. But, You're yeah. gonna die angry about that movie. I well, it's, uh, it's like some hours that I can't get back. It's like I can't. It, it's. Uh, I didn't if there's like one thing that has made my life complete, it was getting John to watch Under the Skin. Mm. Someday, Bill is gonna be <laughs> murdered, and it's gonna end up being John <laughs> because he was thinking about that movie too much. Yeah. What? I, until next week. Until next week. Have, have a good week. Um, be sure to check us out on galacticdriftwood.space, where if you're just tuning into us for the first time, you can find a lot of all of our past content <clears throat> and more. And um, on that note, have a great week. Uh, try not to you know, get together with too many people over the Thanksgiving holiday. We don't want COVID to spread. So Stay inside. Stay wear a safe. Mask. Wear a mask. Don't do the holidays. Read the book. <laughs> that is better advice right now. Just re stay inside and read a book. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.